Welcome to Raise the Line with Osmosis from Elsevier, seeking solutions with leading experts on how to increase healthcare capacity so people can get the care they need during the pandemic and beyond. Hi, everybody. I'm Michael Curries. Today, I'm happy to welcome Dr. Miguel Bautista Royal Salvador to Raise the Line, who has focused his career on a series of rare neurological diseases, including idiopathic sarangomyelia, idiopathic scoliosis, and the Arnold Chiari syndrome type 1. In his capacity as director of the Institute Chiari in Serangomyelia Escoliosos de Barcelona and president of the Chiari in Escoliosos and Serangomyelia Foundation, Dr. Royal Salvador alternates between research activity and clinical practice where he applies a treatment method that he developed called the phylum system. Dr. Royal Salvador earned a degree in medicine and surgery from the University of Barcelona's School of Medicine, where he completed his specialization in neurosurgery and neurology, and was later awarded a PhD from the Autonomous University of Barcelona. Looking forward to learning about his research and its potential impact on patients affected by these rare diseases. And thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Royal Salvador. Thank you. So I'd like to start with learning more about you and what interested you in medicine and why you decided to specialize in neurology and neurosurgery? Escogí la medicina para acercarme al conocimiento del ser humano y poder ayudarlo mejorando su calidad. I chose to study medicine because I wanted to understand people better, understand how we work, help improve the quality of life. I decided to specialize in neurology and neurosurgery because I wanted to study the most extraordinary organ in the cosmos, the human brain, and thus understand why human beings are intelligent. So as I mentioned, you have deep expertise in idiopathic sarangomyelia and Arnold Chiari type 1 syndrome. Can you describe those to our audience and, and tell us what sparked your interest in those particularly? El síndrome de Arnold Chiari 1 consiste en la herniación de las amígdalas cerebrosas so the Arnold Chiari syndrome type 1 consists of a herniation of the cerebellar tonsils and of the lower part of the cerebellum through the foramen magnum into the spinal canal. Symptoms associated with this disease can be very varied and include um, headaches, neck pain, limp weakness and limp pain, impaired vision, prestigious altered sensation, vertigo, swallowing issues, back pain, memory trouble, and many, many more. Idiopathic syringomyelia is characterized by the appearance of cavities inside the spinal cord. This uh, condition is accompanied by symptoms of generalized degeneration of the spinal cord, often related to temperature sensitivity. These are labeled rare diseases, and patients often find that it's quite difficult to get a right diagnosis because, um, for example, finding a small cavity inside the spinal cord, a radiologist may say it's an incident of finding that cannot be related to this very wide range of, uh, uh, of symptoms the patient is experiencing. The same goes for the carry malformation, where there is discussion about how much, how far the uh, cerebral tonsils have to have herniated in order to classify as a carry malformation. Um, so somebody who has a herniation that is not more than five millimeters, but still has all the symptoms, may not get a diagnosis of carry and with that, no chance of, uh, of a treatment. 
So there are conditions that are neurologically complicated for the patients. And my personal interest in these conditions was first sparked from the complaint of a patient um, who confessed to me that she had not improved at all after a successful surgery for um, for the PRI malformation, which was um, performed by me many, many years ago with the traditional um, technique, which is uh, decompression surgery, a suboccipital craniectomy. So after this patient told me that there had been no improvement, I started uh, to re-examine the conventional theory um, that the small posterior fossa is the cause of this descent of the lower part of the cerebellum through the foramen magnum um, because there was no improvement after enlarging this fossa. Um, in my now 53 years of research uh, with a doctoral thesis and a number of publications on the subject, I've come to the conclusion that an abnormally intense caudal traction of the entire central nervous system is the cause of the descent of the cerebral tonsils and Chiari syndrome type 1, as well as of scoliosis and syringomyelia and others. So to speak figuratively, it's like a pull from below uh, on the whole central nervous system. 53 years, that's uh, an amazing amount of time to focus on this. Um, so in terms of the treatment, what, what's being proposed to deal with these conditions? Bien. Los tratamientos convencionales Standard treatments um, currently work by enlarging the posterior fossa of the skull, making more room for the cerebellum and the cerebral tonsils, uh, which is called a decompression surgery for Arnold Chiari malformation or syndrome type 1, or by shunting the cerebrospinal fluid circulation when it is considered that that is um, the cause of the, of the problem. Decompression surgery has frequent severe neurological complications. Shunting the syringomyelia cavities inside the spinal cord um, directly can have up to 40% of complications. And other types of uh, CSF shunts, for example, DVP shunts, can have a complication rate of up to 20%. So these treatments, they may be palliative, but they do not eliminate the root cause of the conditions themselves. Uh, in phylum disease, we use a minimally invasive technique to section the phylum terminal ligament. Um, this phylum terminal ligament joins the end of the spinal cord to the end of the spine, the coccyx. Um, that means that the conflict is stopped and that the organism has an opportunity to repair the already existing injuries as far as possible. And with this kind of technique, we have now had no serious or relevant complications in more than 2,100 patients with an subjective improvement rate of 95% and even improvement in all cases when we look at it uh, from an objective view. So if the clinician examines the patient. So um, this is the minimally invasive technique that is being proposed currently here at the Institute. That's amazing. If, if I could ask a little additional question there. So is this technique being adapted in other countries as it's spread? 
la técnica quirúrgica propiamente, genuinamente, solo la aplicamos. La surgical técnica, la manera en que el Dr. Royer developed y described it, es being applied really only here at the Institute, but there are other doctors that have picked up on it and that are kind of imitating uh, the technique around uh, different parts of the world, mainly in Asia or in Europe. And in the United States, there was also a surgeon uh, at the Chiari Institute in New York who kind of assumed that there is this caudal traction uh, responsible, but applied a different technique, which is not so minimally invasive, but is applied intradurally and has more complications. So in addition to the surgical technique that you've developed, you have been doing research for many decades, as you mentioned. What other contributions to the field, uh, based on your work, do you think are most significant? Lo más relevante en relación a nuestras investigaciones. The most relevant or significant is to have been able to give an explanation to several diseases that were considered to not have a known cause. Uh, by means of scientific work, research with the doctor's thesis that undermines all these findings. And having discovered this pathological mechanism that will, apart from the diseases that we're discussing today, but will also give further clarification to other conditions. And also defining a new syndrome, the neuropranial vertebral syndrome and its congenital form, the phylum disease. Um, and describing a surgical treatment that eliminates the cause and does so without any complications or major risks for the patients, I feel has also been significant in this area. Surely. So, Dr. Royal Salvador, Osmosis is an educational company, and we love to have our guests identify for us something that they wish more people knew, something that they consider to be a gap in knowledge and would ask osmosis, you know, can you teach a course about this or can you make a video about this? What would that be? So I would very much like to take this opportunity and your question to thank you for this initiative that you have taken um, to ask me about my research. We've been conducting more or less uh, in solitary for well, quite a large number of years and um, which helps us uh, reach an audience and disseminate um, the results of our research that we've been working on, which is one of the main goals that our foundation, the Clary Scoliosis and Syringomyelia Foundation has as well. So thank you very much for uh, inviting us today, for taking an interest in rare diseases. And yes, uh, on this point, we think that an educational video on the conflict between the central nervous system and the craniovertebral system responsible for phylum disease and neurocraniovertebral syndrome would be very interesting indeed for students and anybody who's interested because this is a conflict that is present in all mammals and even though it doesn't find an expression as a disease in all cases it is something that is there and when it's very intense it translates into into condition. So we think that it's really important that medical students who are future family doctors and specialists become familiar 
with the concept in order to recognize diagnostic clues in their patients and help them find the right path to find a solution for their condition. At present, unfortunately, we find that many patients have very long histories of medical visits, of tests, of progression of their symptoms before they find the right diagnosis. And an early intervention, an early recognizing of what's going on could spare them a lot of their suffering. That's actually a, a real focus of ours to try to raise awareness about rare diseases so that that diagnostic journey for patients can be much shorter than it is today. So that's right in line with what we're interested in. So just to wrap up, we always like to ask our guests to provide advice to medical students and people who are early in their medical careers. What are some of the key pieces of wisdom you have to share with that audience? So I would like to advise medical students that they should direct their interests and their studies towards what they are passionate about. Knowledge, human knowledge, social assistance, research, and that they have to understand that what will be the reward in this profession is what they achieve in these fields. They should, from the beginning, know that the economical financial aspect should not play any role in their decision to go into medicine. And we should all keep in mind that the medical profession is the most beautiful, the most scientific, and the most humane of all professions. Well, that's beautiful. That's wonderful advice. And we'll have to end it on that note, but we want to thank you very much, Dr. Royal Salvador, for being with us today, and we wish you the best of luck in your very important work at the Institute. Thank you, sir. I'm Michael Carice. Thanks for checking out today's show. And remember, do your part to raise the line and strengthen the healthcare system. We're all in this together. If you like this podcast, please share it on your social channels. You can also subscribe to the series and check out all of our episodes at osmosis.org slash raise the line podcast. Podcast.